Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Looks over the middle. Second guess. Fires. Throws. Does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Oladipo to win it. Another one! He got Another it! Another one! Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three, and ah! he hit it! Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. Welcome aboard Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Coming to you from high atop the 18th fairway here at the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this Wednesday. Hump day. We've made it uh, halfway through the week. Looking forward to it. Uh, Dustin Shooty on assignment today. He'll be back uh, not till next week. But guess what? Some great news tomorrow. Cabral returns for return engagement to uh, fill in for Mr. Shooty. So looking forward to that. Catching up with uh, Cabral. See how things are going for him down in Gainesville and. We can rag on him about his Mets a little bit, but uh, obviously he follows along with the program, commenting here all the time, so we appreciate him more than you know, man, and miss him, uh, miss having him on here each each Tuesday, but we'll get a little taste tomorrow, looking forward to it. Uh, lots to talk about on the program today, uh, last night, the Champions Classic up over in Indianapolis, man, I... I there are so many big events that go on like that in Indianapolis that I would love to go cover, uh, halfway should go cover, but uh, it's just hard. I mean, it's only an hour away, but man, when um, those games go late into the night, that makes it different, difficult. Probably should have gone up, though. Well, your Kentucky-Michigan State went to double overtime. So what time did the Kansas-Duke game end? Yeah, I, I don't even know. Um, what's was late, but that's just like anything else that that stuff happens. But Kentucky and Michigan State last night, unranked Michigan State and number four Kentucky, along with number six Kansas and number seven Duke going at it. And two great games. Uh, both games were awesome. We'll talk about that, especially because a certain unranked Big Ten team knocked off. The number, what were they, number four, Kentucky? That's, um, yep, number four. So they go down to unranked Michigan State, and guess what? That was the first time in Tom Izzo's career that an unranked Michigan State knocked off a top five basketball team. So put that in your hat and smoke it, and you're uh, – and your list of uh, things you didn't know. But uh, it's kind of hard to get a first for Tom Izzo at this stage of the game. But he did it. 
and he did it big. We'll talk about uh, Michigan State. And I sent out a tweet last night. <laughs> did the Big Ten just get even tougher? But I, I, I've, I've said all along, you know, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, Michigan State, Purdue, you, you can't just ignore these teams. Um, Derek, down in Owensboro, Kentucky, says it's so it's a beautiful day. He's loving it. Who's your fan on that side of the river? Glad to know you're down there, Derek. We appreciate you following along. Uh, yep. Our great friends down there in Evansville on the raft, 97.7. Always the right call. Make sure you uh, always uh, keep it locked on the ref down there. If you're down in that area, they carry the Reds, the Cardinals, the Hoosiers. Got Indiana basketball, Indiana sports you can listen to there as well. Uh, Let's see what else we're going to talk about today. The college football playoffs. That newest poll is out. No shocker there. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU in the top four. It's the uh, teams that follow that we're going to be discussing, Tennessee, LSU, and USC. And uh, Tennessee is just set up to walk into the uh, college football playoffs. On the program today, Bob Kravitz from The Athletic. Always looking forward to talking to Bob. It is a great, great conversation, no matter what the hell it's about, because he's a nut and fun and smart. Big, big surprise for you. How about Dusty May, former Indiana basketball manager, has been the coach at FAU, Florida Atlantic, for, uh, you know, I don't even know how long he's been there, but it's he's been a minute. Let me see how long, how long has Dusty been down there? Um, not football, you jack leg. Basketball. Um, did not know that Willie Taggart, was the co- football coach there. Dusty May has been the head coach at I FAU since 2018. There you go. Um, and doing a fine job there. They got a, they got a nice win the other night. Didn't know who they beat. Um, thought we were talking about that. But I anyway, we will be. Florida State, but that was Stetson. Yeah, Stetson had another. And, and then Luke Brown had another 20-point game for Stetson uh, follow, to follow that up. He's he's rolling. He's having a good run for Stetson. On the program also today, besides Coach Dusty May, Kyle Nedenrep from the Indy Star, Rick Bozich from WDRB.com, the Hall of Famer. We've got a loaded program. Uh, so uh, buckle up, baby, and uh, get ready. Don't forget we're brought to you by our great friends from Andy Moore Honda. Just go to AndyMoreHonda.com. Get set up with the best deals and new and used vehicles at all times. And Endeavor Hospitality and the Wild Club. Make sure you go to Endeavor Hospitality and the Wild Club. Sign up. Start earning Wild rewards today. It's easy. Just go to your Apple app or Google Play uh, store, any of those places to sign up. And uh, they are a supporter of IU Athletics as well as Indiana Sports Beat. So please, we ask. Support those who support you. Uh, was in there at BB's yesterday. Again, looking forward to that. Chef JD jumping on. He's in there making some good stuff. They've got a new assistant chef in there as well, executive chef. 
man, they're ready to make some things happen. They got a lot of news coming out of there that we'll tell you about later. But holy smokes, had to go get some bacon, some BB's bacon, baby. It's it's incredible. Um, still working on getting it set up so everyone can purchase from wherever. But uh, Larry says hello. Jennifer on as well. Telling Forrest hello. Uh, Tim says Michigan State really didn't impress. <laughs> Kentucky just had no answer. No defense, no coaching. We had, well, that's not exactly true. They have a a litany of great players. Uh, I, I was really impressed with Michigan State and how their new front court uh, handled Kentucky's lineup, which is formidable. They've got uh, the Toppin brother kid. You, you've also got uh, uh, Oscar Shibway, the projected player of the year. So, unfortunately for Kentucky, he fouled out. And then I think they also lost another player there toward the end. So, uh, But congratulations to Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans. Sparty with the first shot fired of the season, knocking off Kentucky, which I'm sure that uh, makes a lot of Indiana fans ill. Robert pointing that out. Michael jumping on with us as well. Pete points out Louisville. I did not see that. Louisville with a third straight loss. Uh, I'll have to pull up that Louisville game. I did not know that. John, I'm surprised you did not tell me. Louisville I was waiting for you to bring it up. Uh, so it was also not only was it their they... third straight loss, it's their third straight one-point loss. Last Nobody night's game was that, decided baby. by a buzzer beater that was waved off for Louisville in the final play of the game. So what would have been a game-winning oh. layup for the Cardinals ended up being a... I guess uh, an expired clock for the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Now, this is a first. I I just jump over and type in Google Louisville basketball. It always brings up men's teams first. Did it really bring up the women's teams? Not in this case. Louisville Cardinals women's basketball jumps up. So I'm going to have to put Louisville men's because – that means there are more requests for the women's than the men's. Well, on check that. this out, though. This is their first 0-3 start since the 1986-87 season. But didn't they win a national? No, they, that the was year the year before. after winning a national champion. Yep. That was the year, you know, year Indiana's after. last national championship. Right, but it was the year after Louisville won Correct. a national championship. Correct. A lot of times you have a lot of fall off after winning a national championship. A lot of teams that happens to, but they Louisville goes down 61-60 to App State. 61-60. And now they're about well, to head to Maui. That's their next set of games. So, I mean, they could very well start off 0-6. Well, uh, someone mentioned, that, well, maybe it was you, um, their next game is against number 9 Arkansas. In Maui, yes. Now... So then I'm assuming all the other games that they'll play there are not on this schedule. Correct. Yeah, they could potentially play Creighton. They could play Ohio State. Ranked. Not ranked, but but better than Louisville. 
And then they'll and come back else? afterward and they'll face Maryland in the ACC well, I know Big that, Ten but who Challenge. Else? Is, that, is, is that the only teams that they might play in uh let me pull. I can pull up the entire bracket real quick and give you an entire list. Well, I was just curious. How many games do you play? In you Mal- play three. So I'm saying they could be zero right, and six. So, so like, not only would they be zero and six, then you come home. Then they come home to face a Maryland team, which, um, again, better than what they've played. Then Miami, which I know is better. Then they have to go to Florida State. Who is Western also Kentucky 0 and 3? Comes in. Now Florida State is 0 and 3 as well, so. Yeah, but uh, let's see. Then Western Kentucky, which they've got a big man, they've got a one nationally known recruit. Well, Florida here's that I mean, entire uh, Maui field by the way. Arizona, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Creighton, Louisville, Ohio State, San Diego State, and Texas Tech. Be interesting to watch um who was this? there was a team you said there that Indiana plays Arizona, Arizona, yep. And one other interesting little factoid: so obviously Louisville started their season versus Bellarmine. Indiana started their season versus Moorhead State. They already played each other after the fact. Moorhead State and Bellarmine, and, and Moorhead State got the best of Bellarmine by quite a bit, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Wow. It surprises me a little bit. Bellman's pretty decent usually. But both of but them anyway. are considered to be favorites in their respective conferences. So We'll talk to Rick Bozich about that later in the program. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, topic of discussion. As, so, man, it's hard to watch that Champions Classic being played in Indianapolis's Gamebridge Fieldhouse knowing that Indiana should be a part of that. You've got four of the greatest programs there in Duke, Kansas, Kentucky. Michigan State is there in place of Indiana. They wanted Indiana in this thing. When they first this came to be, they wanted Indiana. Who should be there? But Indiana couldn't play in this because of the Crossroads Classic. But oh well. That'll change. Um, Michael Penix Jr., baby. What is his uh, what are what are his chances for uh, making the NFL? They've gone up a lot, a lot. Uh, I am. It, it's going to be interesting to see his career, man. You talk about an up and down one, but one of perseverance, fighting through injury. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I could think of another quarterback that has fought through as much injury. The kid that caught a touchdown for Ohio State a week ago, uh, the last touchdown of the game that, that they made a big deal out of, that dude had come back from four ACL injuries. Count them. Four. Crazy. Michael Penix, that three-season-ending injuries, nuts. Hey, we've got to take a break. We got the great one coming up, Bob Kravitz. See if we can make fun of him about it. If anything, it's hard, man. He's so he's so perfect. But uh, we'll look forward to it. Thanks a lot for being here, Indiana Sports Beat. Brought to you by our good friends again at Phoebe's Market. We'll be there this Friday. Make sure you show up. 
back with more Indiana Sports Beat on this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Que Bello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. This segment is brought to you by Southern Stone Restaurant. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back on this Wednesday. Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you high up top, the 18th fairway. Here at the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, Jim Poyle with you as always. Uh, good friend, co-host, Dustin Schutte, on assignment. But we're still joined by the great one, Bob Kravitz from The Athletic. And Bob, you did a tremendous job at quarterback on uh, this past weekend for the Colts against on the road in Vegas. So congratulations. Did you see my 37-yard run? I needed oxygen for about 10 minutes after that. But it was amazing. You gave it all, baby. You left it all on the field. 
Well, you know, they benched me and I said, the hell with that. I'm coming back and I'm, let me tell you something. I'm going to write a column about this today. Matt Ryan is not a great quarterback anymore, but what a professional that dude is. I mean, if somebody had benched me like that, uh, I would have checked out. I would have checked out. But now, as a competitor, you, you, that should work the opposite way to it, exactly how he's like, all right, I'm coming back and I'm coming back stronger. Well, you know, he, he had been told that he was done for the year. Remember, Frank Reich uh, said Sam Ellinger will be our quarterback for the rest of the year. Now, that changed, obviously, when Jeff well, Frank Saturday Reich is no longer here, baby. <laughs> and and uh, told uh, Jeff Saturday, hey, you pick the quarterback you think can help us win. Uh, Frank Reich did not have that freedom. So, um, but, so, but I, I, look, he's making a lot of money, and he should be a good, uh, uh, a good soldier. And so uh, I'm not giving him – credit for doing what he's supposed to do. I'm just saying there's a lot of players in this league who, if they had been through the circumstances that Matt Ryan had gone through, they would have checked out or asked for a trade or just generally been grumpy about the whole thing. Yeah. You mentioned Jeff Saturday. He has nothing to lose. I mean, he can, he has more freedom apparently. And I don't, I didn't expect him to be named the head coach after this was over. But who knows if it goes well. Um, but he does have more freedom, and he has nothing to lose. Is he kind of a, I don't mean this the way it sounds, but a dangerous candidate now to become the head coach? I, I guess yeah, he's, he's playing with house money at this point. You know, if he goes one and seven, everybody will say, well, you know, he came in under adverse circumstances. He did his best, and it's, maybe this is not not for him. Maybe it's not for the Colts. But if he's able to string together a couple of wins, they do play uh, Pittsburgh on a Monday night here. Uh, they still got Houston. Otherwise, the schedule's pretty daunting. But, uh, you know, if he can win a couple of games and really change the culture and all that, then, yeah, he's got an outside shot. But, again, I'm, I'm kind of with Bill Cower on this. Uh, I, I think that it was um, a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? An insult to all the guys who put in years and years and years and years of being assistant coaches and coming up through the ranks to just kind of hand this off to him. Uh, I really have a problem with that. I have no problem with Jeff. I mean, let me make it clear that Jeff Saturday was asked by a friend if he could help. And Jeff said, yes. And Jeff believes in himself to such an extraordinary extraordinary extent that he said, yes, why not? So I have no problem with Jeff doing it. I do have a problem with Ursay tabbing Jeff Saturday as the head coach when there are so many people uh, really inside the building who are better qualified to take the reins of this team. What if this is a success? Well, then it's a great story. It's, it's a great uh, story. It's, a, it's an unlikely story because nobody has ever gone into the head coaching ranks with zero college or NFL experience. You have to go all the way back to 1961 and a player named Norm Van Brocklin, a quarterback who was MVP in 60 and decided to retire 
and became the head coach, I think, of the Eagles. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and he, he got his teeth kicked in for several years. He didn't do very well. But, uh, hey, look, if it's successful, I'll say a mea culpa and get on board. But, you know, I'm not going to pander to everybody in town who's like, screw the national media. Uh, they don't know what they're talking about. He, he may be unqualified, but he's our unqualified guy. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not full of baloney. Um, I would, think this is, yeah. What what would it take for this to be successful in your eyes? I, I look at the uh, remaining schedule: two, four, six, seven games. Uh, the Colts, I mean the uh, Eagles, up next, but right. not not an easy schedule. You've got to play the Steelers, uh, which that's at home. But you've got to go on the road to take on the Cowboys yeah, and luck. the Vikings. Good luck. Uh, you got the Chargers at home. <laughs> yeah. Then then you have to go to New York to face a resurgent Giants team. <laughs> And you finish it off with a home game against a Texans team who needs a win. Yeah, well, they're they're pretty terrible. I mean, at that point, tech, the Texans will be tanking completely for the first pick in the draft um, would be my assumption. But, look, if they can win two, three games, that would be good. Would that be enough to convince everybody that Jeff's, Jeff's the right guy? I don't know. Remember, they still have to go through the whole process. Uh, the Rooney rule is in effect. For um, uh, for full time coaching positions, they didn't have to deal with it in an interim situation. So, you know, I if I was putting money down, I would say that Jeff Saturday will not be the the head coach of the Colts next year. Uh, and if I had to put more money down, I'd say that Chris Ballard is no longer here at the end of the year. I, I and I would agree with that. Um, and. I would think that uh, these last seven games, or eight now that he's actually coached one, but the seven games it's going at the end of it's going to be tanks very much. Uh, we appreciate you, and there's you go. There's your next column, the headline: tanks very much. Thanks very um, much. Thanks for the memories. Tanks, tanks for the memories. Um, because if the Colts, if it doesn't work, which would actually work for the Colts to get right. a better draft pick. Um, I, that's why I don't have a problem with it. It's like, okay, he's kind of, at the worst case scenario, he's getting around the tanking issue by tanking without trying to yeah, well, look I, like I think, your tanking as bad as it, you, you. I could. don't know. I, I think it looks like you're tanking when you hire a coach. But with you no went out team. one. But you went out one your next game on the road. Yeah, it's the Raiders. And look, I thought it wrote. This was the Colts. It's still, it's still. Look, the Colts still have, despite the injury to Shaq and some other people, they. I mean, they still got seven Pro Bowlers last year, right? I mean, they they still got some talent. Um, so I mean, they shouldn't be as bad as they've been. But look, you know, your first game, you you get a first, you get a new editor, you get a new boss, you get a new teacher. You want to put. Your, your best foot forward. I really think that this was kind of the the one-game Saturday bump. Now, let's see what they do in the long term. Let's see how committed they remain. Um, but the, the, the good story out of all this is that Jim Mercy has gotten the hell out of the way finally and let his coach make the moves that he wants to make. And that's, that's the overarching important story to me because – 
he got involved with Marcus Brady. He got involved with Sam Ellinger, mandating that Sam Ellinger play. Um, he he was he was he went Jerry Jones, nuclear Jerry Jones in this franchise, and I think uh, caused <laughs> a lot of damage. Uh, well, we'll see. They've only got, like I said, what, seven games left. Uh, college basketball really kind of threw, threw it up last night. Some big games right in Indianapolis. I don't know. Did you go to the Champions Classic last night by chance? Did not. I watched the first game, and then the second game started game. damn late. I, I don't even know who won. Uh, that ended up being Kansas. Kansas, I okay. I think. Uh, you know what? I, I was falling asleep there. Yeah. I was getting... It was getting late, but the first game, fantastic, uh, fantastic, great game, double overtime. Michigan State hits twelve of thirteen free throws just in the two overtime periods. Right. They hit twenty three of tw- of twenty seven free throws in the game overall. Again, talking about Indiana hitting those free throws the other night. That's how important that is to beating a you know, Michigan State's unranked. It was the first time. Tom Izzo had an unranked team and knocked off the top five team, Bob. That doesn't uh, surprise me. And and look, you know, every a lot of people are saying IU is going to win the Big Ten uh, title, and I think it's entirely possible. But let me exactly. tell you something: Michigan State ain't going anywhere. I mean, and they they're not the only team. No, they they don't have the talent that they've had in the past. Like you say, they're unranked, but. Look at the people they play early in the season. That's why they're so prepared for the Big Ten season and the postseason. Now, granted, they haven't won an NCAA tournament uh, since 2000 and the, the Flintstones. But, but neither is anyone else. Neither is anybody else in the Big Ten. So, you know, I thought Purdue looked pretty good. I only saw bits and pieces of that. But, um, you know, look, Michigan State is going to be right in the hunt. They're going to they're well, be nipping at IU's heels and, and other teams. I've said it a lot. I go, yes, Indiana is a favorite, a favorite. Illinois, I promise you, is just is right there because yes. they're unknown. They refilled with a bunch of talent portal guys that are good. So they're going to be deceptively good. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Michigan's got uh, Hunter, Dickinson. Great, Hunter Dickinson, but they also have who is that kid that's a freshman for them? Uh, is it Jed Howard? I can't remember. Or, or uh, Derek Simpson. But uh, one of those guys is a freshman, uh, very, very t- highly rated so as well. And Michigan State. I said, you can never count out Michigan State. Nope. Damn it. I, nope. they're, they're always going to be well coached. Like you said, they played this game last night. If nothing, If they had lost, it would have been a great game to get battle test them already. You're not getting – playing games like that against that kind of talent against a projected player of the year and Oscar's Oscar Shibway and, and Toppin and all the talent Kentucky has uh, great win for them, but it also makes the big 10 we and Purdue Purdue is not going to go away. I promise you they've got Mount Edie and a solid core of players around him. Uh, I, but I think it's going to be Indiana, Michigan, Michigan state and Illinois at the top, those four teams. I think that Ohio State, Purdue, yeah. uh, Rutgers. Um, I'm sure, I'm forgetting someone. Uh, that uh, the next there's going to Wisconsin. be a next tier. Wisconsin. That doesn't mean those teams can't beat the teams in front of them. But I think that that's where the uh, line of demarcation is going to to wind up. 
Yeah, um, I, I agree. Indiana football, man. They're in a uh, quagmire, brother. Yes, they are. More, more, more assistant do. coaches changes. Uh, well, the, just the, the situation, the financial situation. I mean, I, I don't see with um, – and, and not, again, I always try to preface this, not that I'm suggesting a coaching change. If they wanted to do that, they're preluded because they have about a $20 million buyout. That does not include assistant coaches. That does right. not include a new staff that you would have to hire. Right. So the actual cost of a change – but what would it be, Bob? Forty million? Yeah, it would be it would be excessive. But keep in mind, and I, I granted we're talking basketball versus football at Indiana uh, University. But you know, during the pandemic, when everybody was bleeding money, somebody came forward and cut a couple of checks and made Archie Miller go away. So you know, just because a buyout seems excessive, doesn't mean that somebody won't won't cut a check. Um, I, you know, I, I have really mixed feelings about this. I mean, I, I tend to think you give, give uh, Tom another year. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, I, 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 you know, they, they did have the terrific recruiting class Now those guys have not done much of anything uh, so far, but they're going to develop. I think, I think, you know, Indiana changes coaches every five, six years. And what's it, what's the result been? They've lost more games in the history of college football than any other program. So I just think you have to be consistent and you have to be committed and you have to spend the money. Yeah, because here's something I think people forget. Uh, everyone will say, well, Tom Allen didn't have any experience. Tom Allen, Tom Allen. What did, what did Jerry DiNardo do? What did Cam Cameron do? Right. What did, what did all these guys that had all this experience they 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 failed. They failed. Right. Every one of guys that all had more experience than Tom Allen mm-hmm. failed. Not only did they fail, but they did not even reach the heights that he reached at one point. So right, yeah. Look, they had what uh, two eight and five seasons. They had the six six and whatever six it was. Two, you know, the pandemic six and two, and the last two years obviously have been a been a cluster. But you know. I, I just I just think you got a guy who wants to be there, who stands for the right things. And I, I honestly feel like IU is going to turn this thing around at some point. I may not be alive when it happens, but they're going to turn it around at some point. Um, you know, and they have already, you know, with the two eight and fives and the, and the six and two. So that's just Indiana football. They're always going to be, kind of vacillating between awful and decent. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm inclined to hold on to Tom Allen. If they can make some changes in the assistant coaching staff, uh, uh, go get it, you know, if you feel you got like you have some weak spots. But uh, other than that, I, I think I would stay the course. Yeah, well, the, the assist, to me, the, the assistant coaches, coordinators is exactly where – this fall off has been, I mean, it's been pointed out, look at Kane Womack at, at South right. Alabama uh, doing very well. Look at Kalen DeBoer Kalen in DeBoer, Washington, Washington yes, with doing really well. So you take that away or you bring that back 
it makes a, a great change. I think Tom's biggest problem has been mishires. Um, he hires the wrong people at the wrong time. Uh, he replaced Kalen DeBoer with Nick Sheridan. It was horrible. Uh, held on to Darren Hiller way too long. So those have that to me has been the issues. They could have have been fine had it not been for that. A lot of that's inexperience. Some of it's too much loyalty. Um, mm-hmm. But what's up next for you, boss? Well, uh, I'm going to go out to the Colts today. And uh, uh, as we were mentioning off air, I think uh, Matt Ryan has uh, been uh, just a total pro about this whole thing. You know, he's probably only going to be here for one year, but I think his legacy such as it was uh, will be that he was the consummate pro. Um, There are a lot of people, and I realize he's making $18 million and needs to, you know, work for his, for his money. But there are a lot of guys who would have made a lot of noise if they had been benched by the owner. There are a lot of guys who would have checked out mentally uh, if they had been benched by the owner. Remember, he was under the impression that he was done for the whole season because that's what Frank Reich said. Frank said that Ellinger would be the guy moving forward the rest of the season. Now, obviously, that has changed with Jeff Saturday, but I give Matt Ryan a ton of credit. Next week, I have a really nice piece about Benedict Matherin from the Pacers, who is um, the best rookie in the NBA, not named Paulo Banquero, and uh, – he has been astoundingly good, and he's he's given the Indiana Pacers that budding star that they haven't really had since uh, Victor Oladipo um, decided to uh, walk out of Indiana. Look forward to it. Make sure you go to uh, The Athletic, be a subscriber. I am, and make sure you follow my man Bob Kravitz for all coverage, in, uh, whether it's the Hoosiers, the Colts, Pacers. He's got a little bit of everything. Little everything. Buddy, I hope you have a great week. You too, buddy. Take care of yourself. Thank you, sir. Bob Kravitz from The Athletic joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat. We got lots more coming up, including FAU head basketball coach and former IU basketball manager Dusty May joining us here on the program. Brought to you by Goteen, another product from the Wow Endeavor Group. Make sure you reach out uh, and join the Wow Club. Start earning Wow rewards today and Check out GoTeen for those on the go, whether it's a student, your your kids, or uh, even yourself. It's a great way to uh, get a great snack in for the day that's protein-oriented and not full of sugars. Back with Dusty May right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. 
Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cafelo Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wow Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWowNetwork.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMooreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by REMAX Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pro's team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you here on this Wednesday, baby. We've made it halfway through the week. Don't forget we're brought to you by our good friends in Indianapolis at Remax Realty. If you're looking for a home in the Indy area, you need Cheryl Sizemore and her two decades of experience. It could be the difference between you getting the home you want and not. Reach out to her, Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Earlier Jennifer asked while we're waiting for um, Dusty to join us. Dusty May, head coach at Florida Atlantic, asked, can you explain the Rooney rule? The Rooney rule is for professional football teams. Dusty's joining us, so I'll quickly finish. When they're looking for a head coach, they have to make sure they interview everyone and offer that position to minorities as well um, to make sure that it is uh, not – swept under the rug and given to somebody like like your friend Dusty May, just hand him a job or something. Uh, Coach, how are you, brother? Good, Jim. How are you? Great, man. Uh, great start to the year. It's been a while, first of all, since I was looking up. I'm like, man, he hadn't been on the show since we did a, a show with Mike Davis and John Laskowski, all three of you guys together, <laughs> which was a blast. 
but I don't think we've had you on since then. So good to have you back. Thanks, Jim. Coincidentally, we play uh, Coach Davis this Saturday. Uh, at Are you place. kidding so me? Excited, excited to see Coach and Antoine and, and Coach Marsh and Coach Rep, the whole band back together. I don't. I'm not excited to compete against them, but I am. I'm excited to visit with them. So, um, but we can go back to talking about the Colts if you want to, Jim. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I get all this dolphin, this dolphin chatter and Buccaneers chatter down here. So, <laughs> well, there's I'm nothing to talk back. about with the Colts, my friend. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, right, um, yeah. IU basketball would be a little different. We could talk about that. That's very cool and ironic that you play Detroit. At least it's a home game, I see. So you have them at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it'll be a great, especially Antoine. I mean, he brings so much attention, and it, it's going to be fun. He's still there, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Did he lead the nation in three pointers last year? I, I want to say, Jim, he's he's broken Steph Curry's career three point records, or he's close to doing it, or he did a single season. Yeah, he he's he owns some NCAA records for for threes and shooting. Yeah, um, that's that's not always never fun to look at, but uh, you guys, what a great start to your season. Uh, let's see, one, two. Well, you you lose to Mississippi, but that's a a tough power five battle. You follow that up with another SEC battle, which you go on the road in this. Well, I don't know what what do they call it. It's not the swamp. What do they call it there? The the little the muddy the muddy area. Yeah, uh, it, it, the the area is the O Dome. Yeah, in the in the, in the Florida the O'Connell Center, the Exact Tech Arena. But yeah, Jim, we we didn't have our 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 second. Well, he's our lean score now, but our he's a career Mike Force. He's actually he's using his COVID year. And so this is his fifth year. He scored about 1,300 points. We didn't have him at Ole Miss. And so we had some some newer guys step up and play well. And we were in, we were in position to uh, – we didn't play near as well as we did against Florida, but we were down five with, with about two minutes left. And our big guy got a technical for touching the rim on a, on a layup. Uh, they turned that into a six-point swing. So we were in position, but we learned from the loss and then had a great, uh, had a great night at Florida on Monday. Uh, that's just a huge win, though. What, what does a win like that do for your program when you beat not just a Power 5 team, but an in-state Power 5 team and uh, one with Florida who has you know, uh, some tradition in basketball? They're the last team that won back-to-back national championships. Yeah, Jim, we, we, we don't have, our, our school, you know, we have such a new history. And so anytime we can be on the national stage, it's going to help us in recruiting and, and building a fan base. And, and also those moments, you know, I, I think of all the moments when I was a kid watching Indiana basketball and how much love I had for, for the Hoosiers growing up. And, and you need all these big moments where, you know, you're captivating uh, kids, you're captivating high school t- and, and also the people in the community. So we're trying to do that and, and we need more big moments, but this was, you know, hopefully a, a start of, of big things and not the pinnacle of our season, but it's huge for recruiting, especially because everyone's paying attention to the Gators and the Seminoles and the Hurricanes. So anytime you can go in and knock those guys off us, UCF, USF, we're all fighting for that, I guess, second tier attention right now, but um, we have a really good basketball team. We feel like we can compete with anyone. And typically when you're able to go in and, and beat a power five on the road, it's usually when they're in a down year. We beat Illinois a few years ago with Coach Underwood, and it was his worst team. Uh, the, and, and so it, I think Kofi Cockburn was on his official visit that night. Uh, so I think we really assisted in the recruitment process where he knew he was going to get to play a lot <laughs> after, after, after that night. Sure. 
basically after Christmas a few years ago. So, but this is a good Florida basketball team. We think it's an NCAA tournament team. We think it's a top half SEC team. So it's, it's numbers wise, the best win in, in our school's history. So uh, we, we have to use it to build on and capitalize on it. Well, and it has to tell you that something about your own team that you guys have a, a good squad that you can look forward to this season, knowing that, well, we're going to get better as long as you stay healthy. You guys should have a very pretty healthy outlook. We do. And and the crazy thing is, Jim, with the, with the COVID year on paper, we start a freshman, three sophomores and a junior. And out of the next seven guys on our roster, I think one of them's a senior and maybe there's one other junior, maybe two other juniors. I don't, I don't have in front of me, but we have a really young roster and in today's climate where there's never continuity and and every night you turn on the TV, there's eight or nine new players on each team. Um, Just to have this group back again, uh, it's been very rewarding and it's so much fun to grow with these guys. So um, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's a team that still has a, a much higher ceiling than we've played. Um, but we're, we're excited because they're, they're a great group of guys. They work hard. They have great camaraderie. So it, it's been a blast. Very, very lucky to have these guys. You've been down there now for what, five seasons, five years? Yeah. Yes. Jim, this is year five after spending three in Gainesville. So, um, I, I've been a Floridian for eight years. And I was going to say, man, you're this. liking that sunshine. I, I hear you. It's, uh, I, I get it. I get it. It's uh, been okay up here in Bloomington, but um, January's around the corner. And uh, I don't know what it was, yeah. but when I was in school, I only lived in, was from an hour and a half south of Bloomington. But when mm-hmm. I was in school, I felt like I was going to the North Pole. I'm like, what the hell? Why is it so cold here? Yeah, I, I say it now. If, yeah, if you don't know, you don't know until you until you live in it. Then you, you don't realize what you've missed. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't miss that part of it all. Uh, looking forward to it, man. So you've been in Florida for all this time. You've been at FAU. Not that I'm trying to get you out of there. Um, most coaches have always looking at, at some point to to move up. Uh, uh, Power five jobs or is that? Something that not that you're thinking about today, but when you sat down and said, Hey, let's start this coaching thing, is, is there a place where you want to end up or wanted to end up? Um, or what's the, the thought process in that for a young coach like yourself, Jim? To be honest, it, you know, uh, I, I'm, I've surpassed any expectations of, of coaching. You know, even when I, when I went to Indiana as a manager, I was doing it, and, you know, I, I wanted to be like my high school coach, Mark Barnheiser, who's in Lafayette now. Um, so I just want to be a high school coach. And then when, when I found out there'd be an opportunity to maybe crack into the college coaching ranks, I, I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. So I've surpassed all expectations. I don't really look at that type of stuff. Uh, you never say never, but I, I'm extremely happy here. And I, I came here because I wanted to build a program. I was tired of moving a lot. I love this level of basketball. There's still uh, a level of purity and teaching and, and, and coaching and relationship-based uh, I guess the practices. So it's, it's just different and it doesn't seem quite as transactional as it, as it does at other levels. So um, right now I'm really enjoying this. Uh, like I said, I, I love our staff. I love our guys and, and obviously living in Boca Raton, Florida and, 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 and we're growing. So there's, there's big upside here. We're not at a place that's, that's stagnant. Um, it, you show a glimpse of what you can be and, and people will jump on board um, you know, we don't have the, the hundreds, uh, a couple hundred years of history or the 150 years of history like a lot of the land grant schools. So we're building that now, uh, but we have everything you need to be successful and, and we're incrementally getting better in, in facilities and recruiting in, in, in every way, shape or form.
hopefully you've stayed clear of the these hurricanes here in the last uh, bit that have that have terrorized Florida. Uh, so I think you're far enough south that you've been a, been able to avoid those this this year. We completely missed the big one. We actually, Jim, we left. Uh, I, I guess we played Ole Miss. I guess it was Friday night. These days, the the season that runs on top of you. Uh, but I think we left. We we got an early flight out, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday to beat the hurricane because all the flights would be canceled. We flew to Atlanta, got in at like 2 a.m., drove, bust over to – we uh, hotels in Atlanta were booked. We bust to Oxford, Alabama, stayed the night, got up, drove to Birmingham, practiced at Sanford. Then we drove to Ole Miss. We were there a couple nights. And then after the game, we still couldn't come back, so we went uh, from Ole Miss to back to Birmingham, stayed there, practiced, then went to Atlanta, <laughs> and then finally eventually flew to Gainesville. So it was great for our guys to spend that time together, especially early in the season with no distractions. But, yeah, the hurricane definitely affected our travel, but it, it ended up being a good thing. Uh, one of the – how many IU basketball managers, former, do you know of that have become coaches? I And was Lawrence Frank the first – or was he just the first that made it big because he went to the NBA? He definitely wasn't the first. He was the first one that that went high profile. I think there were several right. guys just before me that, uh, and and back then the video room was was how uh, that was kind of the niche that we all broke into it. And and back then before coaches, those video department kind of took over the NBA. A lot of the IU guys were going to the NBA as video coordinators and moving up into the scouting and then into the front office. So there were a lot that did the NBA and then went on to be graduate assistants and video coordinators. So the the group that I was with, Mike Schrage, who who was the head coach of Elon, that's now at Duke, and, and Joe Pasternak and, and Matt Babrick went to Stanford. He was in my class. The guys that all wanted to get into coaching did it through the video room. And that's that's changed now. Where now, you know, video is a lot more common. So the entry level positions typically go to someone that has a relationship with with an AU program or or recruits things like that. That you know, it's just different now. I don't think I could have broken into the business through the video room now like I was able to then. Yeah, and I remember, which I know that's a different situation, but um, if you were under Coach Knight and doing that, that that was a a, a school in of itself. Um, and one of the things I was going to ask you, because I know that back then for his players, they all had notebooks. Every night yeah. player, and they still have them, most of them, I think, notebooks uh, filled. Correct. Like It was just like they were going to a class. Um, and yeah. most of them, I know Todd Leary still has his. Uh, these notebooks are filled with stuff from yep. practice and it's i i really believe this this should be compiled um someone needs to get these from these guys borrow them and compile them um there there cannot be a better uh i mean there's no one else that can do it now that's why you don't see the motion offense nearly as much because no one could run it like uh, Knight could and his protégés. But uh, just just to see that information out there, I think that would be cool. Yeah, there, and a lot of the managers that I was with, we all took daily notes on three by five note cards. So I have stacks of note cards, I have binders, and I read them. And, and somehow, when I was cleaning out a storage closet years ago. Um, one of the coach Knight's notebooks and, and the, it wasn't notes, but it was his typed notes from every practice. It may have been every game that season, but anyway, so what, what coach Knight would do, he would watch uh, the film and then he would speak into a, a microphone. And then when he would, he'd hand the microphone to Mary Kay, 
uh, Marianne, I'm sorry, and, and Marianne that would type it up. So I have one whole season of a copy of those typed notes, and it's fascinating just possession by possession. A couple of times, you know, before the season when I'm I'm trying to get my thoughts together, um, I, I saw some where, where Coach had, had made a few comments about fives, you know, whatever it was, not setting a good screen or not setting his man up. So I'd take a picture of it and send it to Dane and, and uh, bust his chops over that type of stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a master class every single day. And the, the, the his, coach Knight's ability to teach and take very complex situations and make them seem simple is, is, is a true art form. And you're, and you're a, a true local man. You went to Eastern green high school, which I didn't know that there was a Cincinnati, Indiana, <laughs> which I know it must be about the size of a pin dot, but I, I just happened when I was looking over there. Cause Eastern green is just how far was it? 25 minutes south uh, west of Bloomington, maybe? Uh, well, Jim, first of all, it's not that Cincinnati is not where the Reds play, if that's what you're wondering. Well, so. I, no, I under, <laughs> I, trust me, I know yeah. that. No, you, the, the west, the, the Walmart, I, I grew up right on the Green County, Monroe County line. So I think to that Walmart on the west side was maybe seven or eight miles max. Um, I think it's Highway 54. Oh, we technically okay. lived. Um, I could I could throw a rock to Stanford, you know, the, the small town just on the the, the Monroe County. Not the line. university, it's, it's not the university, I, folks. Not the university, yeah, not not on the farm. <laughs> uh, it was it was a different type of farm, uh, but yeah, right on the Monroe Granny Green County line. So, um, you know, I, I I grew up going to the Hyper every day on the weekends, going to Chuck Franz and Saturday morning basketball camps. You know, my my mom let me or pay for me to go to one basketball camp a summer. So, I mean, I was going to Indiana camps and coach Cruz's camps in Evansville. So um, yeah, it, a true, true local. I mean, I, I played in, in the hyper building 5,000 times before I ended up back at IU. Do you know Mike Ross by chance? I do Mike Ross. Yeah. He did. Mike Ross lived uh, about a mile past me coming. I was going to text him when earlier. I, good friend of mine that, that you when were I was on the When I was in seventh, eighth grade, he was my ride home every day. And my brother, I had an older brother that was friends with his younger brother. So yeah, Mike and those guys, they were, they were like the, the dudes I looked up to and, and playing open gym and, and all that, that uh, Tracy Harvesty and, and Mike Ross, all those guys. I mean, un- unbelievable people. Um, what a what a great background with the culture of basketball we had at Eastern Green. Those guys all loved it. They, in the gym, you worked a summer job and, and, and you went to morning workouts and open gyms. So there was a, a you know, a, a love of the game uh, that I think, you know, permeated the, the, with, with, through the whole entire community and especially Green County with the White River Valley teams, the Bloomfield teams. It was, it was really, really good basketball. Well, Mike is still enjoying playing basketball, by the way. He plays at the Y. Um but they have and they have a league there and but no they don't just get some team he's a uh, mike and i'll tell him he he brings in the ringers baby uh last year on his team uh charlie i can't think of charlie's charlie's last name i don't know why i'm but is yes i d at indiana uh in basketball big big dude played but he also had Johnny Jager on the team <laughs> among wow. some other guys. But the other night we're out at uh, uh, Mike Woodson's coaches show and he's sitting there trying to recruit Jordan Halls. And I'm like going, man, he cannot play in a damn wide league. He just literally <laughs> walked off manager. the, he just walked off the professional court literally months ago. Yeah. I, I would say, well, hell I, no, I, you can't play. Yeah, I think he's. It sounds like a great general manager, so a great recruiter. One. Well, that's that's what he does. Uh, yeah, he 
He's, he owns about 11 restaurants here now. So uh, you'll, get okay. to, you'll get to eat for free whenever, whenever you're in Bloomington. Um, I'm going to have to hit him up for free appetizer when I'm back home. When you, you mentioned some guys, the time you were at IU was, was, was very cool, very bad. You know, there's, there's good and bad, of course. That was, you were there for the end of Bob Knight's career. That was, that, is that when you left your last year as well? Your senior year? I was gone. Yeah, Jim, I was actually, um, when I left, I guess my last year was Coach Knight's last year, and I was going to go be a a GA at Memphis under Calipari, basically, I mean, a small stipend, but basically volunteer GA. And Coach Treelord said that they were going to be able to, basically, if I came back to Indiana, they would pay for my graduate school and I could work with the team again. And then, so I was in the process of actually moving back to Bloomington, and I got the offer at USC. So, uh, I was gone for about a month when when everything went down. So um, yeah, I was uh, unfortunately there, Coach Knight's last four years. Um, but yeah, it, it was you know obviously the the we didn't have the success that he normally had, which was national championships and Big Ten championships. But I think we were second in the Big Ten. We made the tournament every year. I mean, the the I guess you know he created such a bar that you couldn't have a couple years where you didn't win a Big Ten championship. But had a great experience. I mean, the, the Luke record transferring and the Jason Collier transferring, those guys leaving really, uh, you know, just hurt the, the, those teams because we were always about one piece away from really making a run. Uh, and then obviously had A.J. Guyton and some, some special players, and Michael Lewis, now the head coach at Ball State, and Fife. And Charlie so, Miller? It was, it was a great – Charlie. yeah, Charlie and I still talk. He actually asked for some FAU gear yesterday. Um, he's, he's living in Dallas doing great. Yeah, Charlie's oh. one of the big people – his high school coach at South Miami comes to a lot of our games and, and he's, you know, so it, it's, it's been really cool, really co- reconnecting with Charlie and Andre Patterson and those guys, because they were older than me, but uh, they were just, they were unbelievable people. And, and the, the camaraderie that the IU family has amongst itself is, is really, really unique. We need to get some FAU uh, gear up here, baby. We'll wear it on the show. Let's do it. Uh, I <laughs> was talking. Text me the address. I'll get you. <laughs> I was talking to Charlie last night. Charlie's a great friend of, of the show. Uh, does okay. post game shows with us as well. Uh, but yeah, he, 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 great. He's he uh, he talks about Mike Schrage a lot. You know that because that's all in that group. And and Charlie is he's not coaching, but he's he's training. He's He's a student of the game. He loves – I love talking to him and listening to him, whether it's analysis or whatever. He he is just so in-depth in how he looks at it, but he explains it in layman's terms and just has a great eye for the game and a great love for teaching. He does. The people don't realize how good of a player Charlie was. Um, I know he, was he had such high expectations for the IU, but he – he was, he, he was. And then uh, we played at North Texas a few years ago and he spoke to our team and, and he's just, like I said, he's a better person than he is coach, teacher, player, anything else. He's just such a, a, a warm hearted guy. Uh, so, so really, really appreciate Charlie. Absolutely. Let's see coming up next for you guys. Uh, I'm trying to get back over to your schedule. Uh, your next game coming up is against Bryant at home tomorrow, seven o'clock before you uh, take on, Mike Davis in uh, um, Detroit on Saturday. So good luck in both of those games. That's an early game, man. You get done with that early. You get the win. Go out and get you get you some seafood. <laughs> well, we, we've got Bryant to, uh, tomorrow, which is an NCAA tournament team last last year that, that played Wright State. So I've got to hit up Dan Bray, another former manager that's a, a, a really uh, a rising up and coming assistant at Wright State for a great program. So I need to I need to Wright figure out State. how to get Bryant from him today. 
just Raiders. beat Louisville. Uh, also, they have, uh, I can't think of his first name, but uh, Sisley, Trent Sisley's brother. Trent Sisley is an IU, mm-hmm. big-time IU target from Heritage Hills, but uh, his brother is on that team, Sisley, on uh, Wright State. So a uh, big win for them. Uh, so congratulations yeah. to them. So, yeah, it's uh, it's man, it's hard to keep track of all these these branches and, and, and these trees and, and especially with just you guys, with the, the managers, I mean, my God, that thing goes so deep. And then you add the players to it because of the players that are in, you mentioned Andre Patterson. Isn't he in with the, still with the the Pistons? Um, Andre was with the jazz. I believe he's with the Cavaliers now. Um, I spoke with him recently. I I lose track of of which teams are with you. Yeah. He's, he's moved and he's continued to, to climb the ranks um, he was coaching at UT Arlington when I was at Louisiana Tech, and we played them uh, every year. So that's where we had a chance to reconnect. And then uh, Andre's another one, man. That, he's a, a salt-of-the-earth guy. Um, I, I expect him to be an NBA general manager before long. Um, but, yeah, just I think he's with the Cavaliers, but I'm not positive. Make sure you follow Florida Atlantic. Uh, give them your support because they don't play Indiana, so you're cool there. And you got Dusty May at the helm, so uh, he's a legit hometown. Call him a hometown dude, man, because uh, he is. So make sure you support FAU. We'll have you back on, man. Love to follow you guys and follow your success. I appreciate you so much, Dusty, for taking the time to come Thank on. Thank you, Jim. Man. We love it. We appreciate it. Yeah, Good luck, buddy. We'll talk on. to you soon. Absolutely. Appreciate Dusty it. Dusty May. Go Thunderbirds. <laughs> go Thunderbirds, yeah. baby. Go Thunderbirds. I thought they were the Owls. No, no, we're the Owls, the Eastern Green Thunderbirds, the T-Birds. Oh, okay. You See, you screwed <laughs> me up. Man, I went to Floyd home. Central. Yeah. I'm from down south. Okay. I, I, did, I had yeah. no Floyd's idea. Knobs guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, boy, everybody well, always loved Coach Sturgeon the coach that. of Floyd's Knobs now? Who, he who's the coach just, of that? He just retired before this season, which, wow, it was a little unexpected, and that's going to hurt them, man, because he had really – they had done so well under him. Uh, that was a program that had done – they had a coach that reminded you of Bob Knight, uh, and I'm not kidding. Joe Hinton uh, won 500-plus games. Uh, off the court was the nicest guy you'd ever meet. On the court, buddy, he was the most competitive SOB you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it was great, it, it, but he literally had two personalities where Bob Knight had yeah. one and a half. Uh, Joe's was two completely <laughs> off the court. Yeah. Never seen him. Nothing other than being nice. It was hilarious on the court. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had a heart attack yeah, once yeah. and they gave him a microphone so he didn't have to yell during practice. All that did was make him yell louder. So I had to take that away. <laughs> well, Jim, I appreciate you having me on go Hoosiers. Dusty May, Florida Atlantic. Make sure you give a follow the owls, baby. We're back with more. Brought to you by our good friends at Barbara Pop Real Estate Services. If you're down in southern Indiana, Louisville, Floyd, Clark, Southern Indiana, uh, Scott County, Harrison, make sure you reach out to Barbara Pop Real Estate Services. They've served that, served that community for three decades. No one knows or can get you into the home better than you want than Barbara Pop Real Estate Services. Reach out to Barbara at BarbaraPop.com or my man Matt Lincoln, Matt at BarbaraPop.com. We're back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. 
Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the certified Dream Deal sales event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda certified pre-owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether you're visiting Bloomington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, comfort food with a Southern charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Capello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of Southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wow Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWowNetwork.com. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. This segment is brought to you by Feast Market and Cellar. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back on this Wednesday. Jim Coyle with you. Hope you're having a great uh Week, we've made it to the halfway point, halfway point of the month even. It's the 16th. Kyle Ned Rip from the Indy Star joins us. Kyle, how you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, Jim? Cannot complain. The um, football season is is getting closer and closer to end. I, I, a side story uh, for you hunters, I noticed that uh, a repeat offender from Tippecanoe County was – given Indiana's first ever lifetime hunting ban for poaching wild turkeys. So no poaching wild turkeys, Kyle. <laughs> Don't uh, worry. I won't. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have uh, all kinds of time for that. 
uh, <laughs> as the Indiana football playoffs are coming down to uh, the finish. We just finished the uh, regional round. Now you're in what I guess you would call the semi-state round. This is basically the final four, right? Yeah, one game from uh, next week's state finals. And, uh, you know, yeah, so this is basically the last week of outdoor football. So uh, that's a good thing considering the weather we're getting now. But, but yeah, so, yeah, all the winners this week will play at Lucas Oil next week, and and we'll be off and and running from there. Uh, In the break, we were talking about, I asked, uh, you know, everything going as you expected. and you mentioned that the cathedral beating Brownsburg necessarily, not necessarily an upset, but maybe a, a little bit of a surprise, even though as well as cathedral has played this year. Yeah, I would say that's fair. Uh, Brownsburg had beat them during the season, you know, and that was way back. And I think it was week two, uh, 42, 35. So you kind of expected a high scoring game. It ended up being 14, seven uh, cathedral. So the game itself, just the way it went was a little bit different, I think, than we thought it would go, uh, regardless of the winner. I think we thought it'd be a little bit more high scoring. Uh, but Brownsburg, this was kind of their, you know, it felt like maybe it was their year. Uh, they hadn't really, you know, had tournament success, you know, to the extent of making it, making a state finals type run. And then Cathedral, we just didn't know for sure how, you know, it would go for them in 6A. You know, it's the first time they've been in there since uh, 16 and 17. They they won two sectionals, but then lost in the regional. Uh, so this is their first regional in 6A. So, you know, they they uh, got over the hump. Their defense is playing a lot better. Uh, you know, they're, they're running the ball better than they have all year. And then you add that to that passing game with Danny O'Neill and Jerron Tibbs and, and Brennan Wooten and those guys. I mean, they, uh, you know, they've got the type of team that can make, you know, make it all the way. Shoot, they're only one game away now, but – you know, they've got a real challenge this week with Center Grove. And, you know, they moved that game to Tech. Uh, so that should be a, a great atmosphere. And as I'm talking here, I just got the email about the uh, seating uh, arrangement for Tech's press box on uh, Friday. It's going to be packed, I'm sure. But but anyway, I mean, that should be a great game. Cathedral Center Grove have been you know, two great rivals uh, these last several years and now playing in the tournament for the first time. So that adds another element to it. But you know, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's been a very competitive game uh, the last couple of years. And then for Cathedral to come back and beat Center Grove this year in the regular season game, you know, that adds another element to uh, to Friday's game and sort of puts a chip on Center Grove's shoulder, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm looking down at all of the uh, matchups, and it's just a, a, a who's who, and it, and it looks like a, a, a great, great menu. Uh, you, you got HSC Hamilton Southeastern top ranked 12 and 0 at Carroll, uh, which is also 12 and 0. Uh, so there's a great matchup. Center Grove 10 and 2 at versus Cathedral, uh, which is 10 and 1. Then you go to 5A Valpo 93 at Fort Wayne Snyder, which is 11 and 1. Whiteland uh, 11 and 1 at Castle. They have to travel down to Castle, who is eight and four, by the way. Uh, so that should be, you know, is that going to be an advantage right there? I mean, that Whiteland second ranked regional champion for the first time in uh, their coach's 18 seasons. Um, but man, they were big win over Plainfield, 49 to 14, but they have to go on the road. 
Yeah, some of these semi-state games, you end up, uh, you know, some some serious travel, and that's one of them for sure. That's a that's a long trip for Whiteland. Uh, I always think back to, uh, you know, these type of games. I remember Cathedral had to go down and play Evansville Wrights. This has probably been, oh, 2009 or 10, I want to say. And uh, I covered that game down at the Wrights Bowl. And Cathedral, you know, they – they had a really good team that year. Uh, Kofi Hughes was their quarterback and a uh, really good athlete. And they'd been really good all year, but I don't think they knew what they were walking into down at the Wrights Bowl. And they had some travel problems with their bus. And, and so that sort of thing can happen in this week, uh, week of the season, where it's a you know long trip, different type of a team. You don't know who they are necessarily. You know, you watch them on film, but there's no real uh, connection to the team you're playing after a long road trip. And it's just sort of that unknown, you know, and we'll see that next week too. I look at soil. These teams don't know each other. They're from different sides of the state, but that even happens in this round of the tournament. Now, you know, Castle Whiteland, certainly that situation, but then you look at like uh, Linton Stockton and Evansville modern day, those teams playing each other this week, they were actually in the same sectional uh, the last four years. So that's kind of the other side is you have uh, kind of oddly enough, you know, two programs that know each other really well playing in this round of the tournament. So you have you know, a little bit of that with, you know, Cathedral Center Grove, certainly Linton Stockton, Evansville Modern Day. But for the most part, these uh, semi-state games are from, you know, these teams are, are pretty unfamiliar with one another. Uh, yeah, uh, going on a few more, uh, Ron Colley at East Central. These names are not unfamiliar to us. Uh, so everything's looking uh, Bishop Chittard, uh West Lafayette, who's thirteen and zero. That should be a great one, game too. Yeah, that'll that'll be a really good one. And I'm sure Bishop Chittard has probably played a, a few Indianapolis area teams with that nine and four record, uh, getting dinged up a little bit as they take on a West Lafayette team that's undefeated at thirteen and zero. But yeah, the, you look the, at Chittard and uh, Chittard and uh, Bishop Lures from uh, Fort Wayne are pretty similar in that they always play bigger schools. So their records always, you know, I think Lures every year has four or five losses, but they play all those Fort Wayne schools that are 5A and 6A, somewhat similar to Chittard. You know, they play Ron Colley, Cathedral, you know, uh, you know, schools that they play some, some Cincinnati's, you know, so they're always better than their record indicates. But I, that West Lafayette team is interesting to me because they, They've played kind of the opposite. They've blown out a lot of teams, but they have a quarterback named Max Mullis, who I think should be in the running for Mr. Football. Uh, he can really run and he can throw. He's a dual threat a guy. And uh, I'm curious if they can they can handle uh, Chittard. They haven't in the past had much success against Chittard, but maybe this year. Cinderella story. He's a Cinderella story. Here it goes, Tom. It's uh, from Monrovia. Monrovia at six and seven, man. They still have a losing record this far into the tournament, which means they've won at least what three games in four. tournament play? Four, if not four. Okay. So they were two and seven going into the tournament. Yeah, you don't see this. You know, I talk about Lures and Chitard. This is not the this is not that sort of situation. Although Monrovia, they do play in a really good conference, but uh, yeah, they were on a seven-game losing streak uh, going into the yeah. sectional. So no Get one, uh, yeah, no one had them penciled in to uh, make it this far. Uh, really, and to cool do it, story. they beat eighth-ranked, undefeated Owen Valley to get there. Kyle, 
Yeah, and they beat uh, you know, and they did have a they had a pretty good draw in the sectional. Uh, they got on the opposite side of uh, Danville and Tri West and Western Boone, but then Danville upset both those ranked teams, Tri West and Western Boone. So you kind of figured, all right, well, Danville, you know, they're you know they're going to win this pretty easily, and then Monrovia beat them in the sectional championship, and then uh, and then yeah, go down to Owen Valley and no fluke, you know, they go down there and win a close game. Uh, their Owen Valley's first loss of the year. So they're, you know, they're sitting there going to Lawrenceburg now. And again, probably big underdogs, but what do they have to lose at this point? <laughs> you know, it's a, you know that, that you don't see this in football happen like this very often. It's you sometimes maybe in basketball, but uh, for this type of a run for a team that's like you said, still under 500, you know, even at this point, uh, if is they very won the state championship, they would finish eight and seven, I believe. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah, they'd be eight I and seven. Mean, that is the craziest thing I have ever seen. Can you imagine our eight and seven state championship team? Man, yeah, that's unbelievable. That's a record that I don't see getting broke. Uh, no, I, don't, I don't think I don't think they'll beat Lawrenceburg, but who knows at this point? I mean, that that's uh, they really they do really. If you remember Monrovia, they have had a uh, some success. They won a state championship. I think it was five regional championships since 2009. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. So they, they've been a good program, uh, but not, not just recently here. They had a, a coach named Kevin Hutchins, who's now a assistant for Eric Moore at center Grove. And they run sort of a, a similar sort of wing T type offense. They have a lot of success with that over the years and that's what they're doing now. And if you can run the ball, I, you know, I, I'm always a big fan of, I like running teams and this, especially this time of year. And that's what they do. So now Lawrenceburg's a different animal. They've, they've really been good. And if you remember, they almost beat Gibson Southern last year. It came down to a last second field goal. So they're a legit uh, state title contender type team. And they've, their defense is really good. So I don't see Monrovia winning this game, but you know, who knows at this point. Uh, two way Fort Wayne lures, a couple of Northern schools at Andrean. Uh, Fort Wayne, of course, eight and five, but they get beat up on by a lot of those Fort Wayne schools. Andrean, on the other hand, has the leading candidate for for Mister Football on their on their team. Yeah, Drake Bowen, who's uh, I don't know, you know, he he's I think pretty familiar name at this point. Yeah, you know, even though he plays up Is he north, going to, no, going to to Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, and he 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 plays running back for him. He he plays linebacker. He's uh. You know, just a two-way uh, standout, and he's a great baseball player too. So, you know, I think he's planning to try to play both uh, at Notre Dame. So, just a just phenomenal athlete. Uh, really, um, you know, they'll, they'll be tested. I think this will be a really good game too. Uh, Lures typic traditionally a really good passing team, and that's what they'll try to do uh, to Andrean. But, uh, but yeah, Andrean, defending state champs, and uh, you know that that should be a really good game, and it could. Uh, you know, if uh, Bowen and Andrean can make it back to Lucas Oil, that really helps his chances. You know, I, I think he's probably the favorite anyway, uh, but, uh, you know, would help his chances even more, certainly for Mr. Football. Uh, Linton Stockton then takes on Evansville Modern Day uh, in the other uh, 2A game. And uh, in single A, it's Adam Central at North Judson and Lutheran at North Decatur to see who gets to play for the state title there. Uh, you guys have been busy besides all the football coverage. You've also had a ton of basketball uh, pieces out. 
uh, with recruiting rankings of top 10 freshmen, top 10 sophomores, top 10 juniors. Um, I guess we stop with the uh, start with the, the top 10 juniors uh, because those guys are the most uh, relevant. And of course, no question, Flory Badunga from Kokomo is going to be on top of that since he's was he ranked third in the country period, I think, uh, third or fourth. He went from unranked to like fourth in the ranked by most ranking services. Yeah, he's consensus. You know, I think he's fourth consensus. Like if you add them, you know, compile them all together. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's a, a man child in the middle. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's certainly, you know, that class is interesting there. He's he's definitely the uh, the, the kind of the runaway uh, number one. And then you have a couple of more Purdue recruits and Cannon Catchings and uh, Jack Benter, I think, are probably the next two in line. But that's a class that's going to have to shake out a little bit more, I think, to, you know, it's not a super deep class compared to like 23. And I think 25 is a really good class too. Uh, but yeah, I definitely Flory is uh, pretty clearly number one and, and uh, you know, it'll be fun to see what he does the next couple of years. He's going to be you know, putting up monster numbers, I think, night in and night out. Last question, because this is just a uh, subjective, but, uh, only a couple games into the college season. I know you may not have been able to see much. Braden Smith or Jalen Hood Shafino? Oh, man, I, I like both of them. They're both going to be really good. Um, I've obviously seen Braden, so I'm a little bit more um, biased or whatever just because I've seen him a lot more. But I, I really like both those guys. I mean, that that's a – you know, that's a tough question uh, just because they're different type of players. But it, it is funny to me, like everybody doubting uh, what Braden Smith would be at the next level. And I always I, I don't know for sure how, he, you know, depends on the system, the opportunity. Uh, but I'm like, man, you know, I, I always compare him to like Scott Skiles, you know, because he's a massive chip on his shoulder. <laughs> you know, he's he's every little thing he's uh, motivated by. Um, you know, just super competitor. And, you know, I think that's going to play itself out. It already is, you know, and he's, he's, uh, he's a relentless uh, competitor, man. That's what it takes for him to play at that level. That's why he plays like he does. I think that had he been a year younger, he would be in an Indiana uniform. Uh, the timing just did not work out from a recruiting standpoint of what Indiana was chasing last year, what they had coming in with uh, Jalen Huchifino and Malik Renu and, and guys like that. And then this season, they've got a couple of blank spots, uh, but you don't have the talent that was out there last year in the state of Indiana. Right. Yeah, no one's going to argue a Hood Shafino, I don't think, either. I mean, that's not – I don't think that's going to end up – now, he – who knows, like, pro, uh, in a, you know, NBA uh, futures and stuff like that, you know, he, he probably has the – more opportunities that direction, but uh, I don't think you could argue with what Indiana did with with bringing him on uh, by any. I, I certainly wouldn't, um, you know. And we, I know we've talked before about in-state recruiting, and you know who cares where Hutchinson came from? You know, he, he's a he, he's a really good player. Um, so I, I don't. You can't count Braden Smith as a miss because of who you have on your roster right now. Oh, absolutely not. It'll be great. Uh, tell Micah Coyle at Center Grove to keep going. Uh, must be a long-lost cousin. Um, <laughs> j- j- I just I just happened to see that. Uh, so what's up next for you, man? I know you got a lot more going on with the football this weekend, right? 
yeah, we'll have a couple stories tomorrow, and then uh, a lot more basketball, our super team stuff, our uh, preseason Fab 15, all that stuff is still to come. Uh, should be out in the next uh, by the next time we talk. So, uh, working away on all that stuff, and uh, you know, getting ready for basketball and football state finals. Make sure you give Kyle Nedrip a uh, follow and uh, subscribe to the Star. I'm a I'm a subscriber. Be be keeping local papers alive. Thanks a lot, Kyle. Appreciate you, brother. All right, Jim. Have a good one. Hey, uh, brought to you by Metalworks Brewing Company from Endeavor Hospitality and the Wild Club. Make sure you go sign up for the Wild Club. Start earning Wild Rewards today. We're back with Rick Bozich after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Whether you're visiting Wilmington or a cutter, you need the Wild Club app. The Wild Club app lets you earn while you eat. Get discounts from places like Southern Stone Restaurant, Comfort Food with a Southern Charm. Feast Market and Cellar has a wonderful selection of wines, cheeses, and much more. Cabello Restaurante, located on the square in the former Grazi location, has a menu that leaves you planning your return trip before dessert. BB's Market, Butchers and Bakers, formerly the Wagon Wheel, has the best custom meats in all of Southern Indiana and much more. The courtroom in Bedford is a great place to catch a game or just relax with friends. And there's so much more. Get your My Wild Club app now from your app store. It's free and you earn while you eat. Also, go to MyWildNetwork.com. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. 
Welcome back on this Wednesday. Jim Coyle with you as always. Dustin Shooty on assignment. But we're joined by the great one as usual, Rick Bozich, brought to you by our good friends at Bubba's 33 down in Clarksville. Uh, in the break, I was telling Rick about uh, the great cattle escape that I experienced that he was dealing with not too long ago. But um, anyway, these were 40 of these calves that got loose in Floyd's Knobs by Highlander Point. By Highlander Point, if you know where that is, and it's oh, yeah. just like the major intersection, they happened to catch the light green as they all 40 of them were coming down through there and then went through that intersection. When I got the call, I went to the house. They were already gone. The first one we located was at the intersection of 265 and Grant Line Road down in New Albany. They got that far that fast. It was nuts. So we were chasing cattle. Man, Man, they were gone. We were chasing cattle for days. And uh, I remember chasing. I had a rope on one, got away, and uh, it was running across Valley View Golf Course the next day. And uh-uh. I was sprinting behind it, and and then some guys were playing, and I were, I'll never forget this. I just remember yelling, "You guys mind if we play through?" And I just kept <laughs> on running. <laughs> uh, how's Rick Bozich doing, man? A lot keeping you busy. We had the college uh, champions game last night with Kentucky, Louisville, uh, having a very rough start to things as well. Uh, but some great games last night, man. A big shocker by. Uh, Michigan State, uh, unranked Michigan State as they knock off number four, Kentucky. And then the Duke-Kansas game was billed just as billed, man. It was an awesome game. So some great games to watch last night. Yeah, I mean, that's two solid performances in a row by Michigan State, who I think a lot of people thought would be maybe, what, fourth, fifth, sixth best team in the Big Ten. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, He's got... Good chemistry as always. He's got good defense and he's got some tough kids. So they're going to be hanging around. And if you're going to win the Big Ten, you're going to have to take care of um, Michigan State. Kentucky, disappointing performance. Not to, you know, they gave up two dunks on out of bounds plays late in the game. Um, Couldn't close it out. Um, You know, they got, I think they have Gonzaga this weekend. They got a game tomorrow against South Carolina State, I think it is. And then they play Gonzaga on, it might be Sunday night. Um, Kansas looked like it'll be a very tough team for Indiana to play when they go to Allen Fieldhouse next month. You'll be there. Yeah, I was thinking about that, man. I'm like, ooh, I, I was. I've been. I've. I've got these four games in my head that the four you know big games, right? Xavier, I see Indiana winning that one by double digits, maybe twelve points, maybe what it is. I think they have a shot at home at North Carolina. Uh, not that North Carolina isn't good, uh, they are. But it's a home game, and, and North Carolina struggled a little bit the other night. So uh, I'm not saying they're going to win that game, but they have a shot. Um, they definitely have a shot to beat Arizona in Las Vegas. I don't know how much of a shot they have at beating Kansas in the Fog Allen. I'll, I'll be honest with you, because that's Kansas is very good, and that is as tough an environment as Indiana will face all year. Mm-hmm. You know, you never really know. I mean, Kentucky went in there last year and beat them in Allen Fieldhouse. Um, so if you're playing well, you can win. I, 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 those four games, I think Indiana needs to split them at least. That's what they need to get out of that. Um, in oh, whatever, yeah, I agree. Whatever breakdown you want to give it. Um, I know Xavier didn't play that great last night, especially in the first half against Fairfield. But 
I'm sure they're looking to head to Indiana. I'm sure that place is going to be sold out and rocking. I've been to the Cintas Center before. It's a hard place to play. And, um, you know, Sean Miller is whatever you might think about him, is a decent coach. The one X factor that figuring in, I think I read last night that their best guard or one of their best cards sat out last night's game and he was in a walking boot. Whether that means he'll play against IU or not, I don't know, but they do have an injury in the backcourt. But, you know, Indiana's strength should match up pretty well with Xavier's because their their strengths are Jack Nungy, the, the former Iowa guy. I think he had like 23 last night. And another guy named Fremantle, I think it is. He's also a big guy. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson and uh, Malik Renu should be able to hold their own against that group. Yeah. Um, I, I, just like Indiana, Xavier has had a couple of two uh, non-con games so far, of which they won easily. They beat Morgan State 96-73. They beat Montana 86-64. And then uh, yesterday they had uh, Fairfield 78-65. They were behind not early. Ex- yeah, as we say, not exactly uh, smoking, smoking there. Um, right. And pulling up the stats. Uh, oh, they're shooting well from the three-point line. Uh 52% free throw, 50, 55% at the free throw line, 11, 20 of 22. So I don't know if that is a consistent problem for them or not. But yeah, that part of the, the Miller family pedigree. I don't there know. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they, you know, this is a Fairfield team that's 0 and 3. And so although they held them to 36% shooting, um, I don't know. This is an Xavier team. I think it's going to be okay, but Indiana should handle them easily. I I think, uh, but we'll see. That's what the games are played for. I mean, that's why North Carolina struggled against uh, whoever it was that they played. Um, so, but yeah, the it's Big Ten is going to be. Okay. I, mean, I think it'll be good for Indiana once they get in the Big Ten to play played road games against Xavier and Kansas. Uh, oh, absolutely! Ready for the Big Ten season. I think in too many I, years in the past. The scheduling has been too timid, uh, easier competition, and almost all at home or in Indianapolis. I think you're better off to take your team on the road a couple of times in November, December. Oh, exactly. How much confidence do you think that the Michigan State team gained from that win last night? I mean, it's on the to them, it's on the road. I don't care if yeah. it's neutral. It's not right. at home, so it's a road game as a right. player uh, because that – Arena was equally distributed ticket-wise, and I promise you Kentucky filled their allotment. Uh, so it is not going to feel like a home game. So that's going to feel like a road win against a big-time team. And, man, that's that's a great way to start your season. Well, I give Izzo credit. I mean, that's the way he's always run his program of, you know, fear nobody. Not afraid of taking a loss. He's not. I mean, he, he'll, he'll play a tough non-conference schedule. He's got – because of his track record, he has no concerns about losing his job, so he can schedule the way he wants to schedule. But he projects that confidence onto his players of, you know, we're going to play this game, we're going to win this game. If we don't win this game, it's okay. We're going to learn from it, and we're going to get better. So when it matters, uh, that's going to be something we have in the bank. And I think more coaches need to do that. I think a lot of coaches are afraid to do that, especially younger coaches because they're afraid they're going to lose those games and then they're going to get, you know, 
backlash on Twitter or message boards or talk radio or whatever you want of, oh, why'd they lose that game? Izzo doesn't care. Yeah, Indiana is going to be much better prepared for the Big Ten season this year Should uh, be. than they have been because of the games that you're talking about. Even you've got Miami on, on Sunday, which it's in Indianapolis, so that's a quasi-home game for, for Indiana. I'll give you that. Yeah. But uh, That's a quick uh, turnaround, though. I mean, Indiana's playing Friday night for a game they're probably circling the wagons for against Xavier, and then you're going to play Miami. Miami. I mean, that's going to be a challenge for them to really, you know – emotionally to, to take that game as with as much energy as they take the Xavier game. Well, and then, you know, they, there's turnaround. They play that game on Sunday. They play again on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. And then they play the day after Thanksgiving at noon. Uh, right? Isn't one of those games at noon. Yes. 1230. Okay. Uh, and then, then they have, you know, a few days off before North Carolina comes in. So it's, right. it's, it's a busy – then they start Big Ten play. Uh, and who's that? Is that Rutgers? Heading, yes, Rutgers, but, uh, and that is at Rutgers. Right. That's at Rutgers. So that's not going to be an easy uh, no, Big Ten game not. to start before hosting Nebraska. Then you've got the Arizona-Kansas uh, duo in between. So it's it's not an easy start to the season, but it is one that is going to toughen this team up. That's part of last year. They were not a tough team. They weren't tough. Well, they haven't been a tough uh, team for a number of years. They haven't been a yeah. tough team for a number of years. And, you know, I am biased towards some of the older coaches I used to cover, but, I mean, that's the signature of Denny Crum. He used to play just a grinding November and December schedule, and they took – Plenty of losses, but he he would like it tells me where the weaknesses are in my team. Legitimately, I want to know what we're good at. I want to know what we're what we need to work on, and then we can fix it by the time you know we get into deep into conference play and, and postseason play. Yeah, because Big Ten play is going to be a battle this year. Is there are a ton of big guys in this league. Uh, everybody has one, whether it's Michigan, whether it's Purdue, whether you saw Michigan State, their their front court looked good last night. Uh, of course, uh, Illinois uh, and Indiana. So, and I don't, even, I'm not even talking about Ohio State or teams further down the line. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rutgers has that dude who is a Cliff Amaury. He's he's not as big as those dudes, but he's a rim protector. Uh, yeah, every Big Ten team is going to have. You know, Wisconsin's going to have four or five of them. Yeah, and that's another team we haven't even talked about. Uh, uh, Iowa. Um, Iowa. I don't expect them to have a big guy, but they're going to be a. They've got another Murray and another another. Uh, um, oh, McCaffrey. Uh, so, so they still have two McCaffreys plus plus Fran. So uh, they're, they're not going to go away. So uh, it's going to be fun, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. But man is the Big Ten is going to be a lot tougher than I think people thought. It's not going to be Indiana and Illinois or Indiana and Michigan. There's four to five teams that I think are going to be up there fighting. Yeah, I mean, Purdue's been impressive early on. People question their freshman guards. They're pretty good freshman guards. Uh, shot the, I mean, Braden Smith shot the ball well. What, in two of the three games? He had one bad game, but the other two games he's been pretty good. Um, Iowa's been solid. Wisconsin, I believe, is undefeated. D- didn't Penn State beat Butler pretty convincingly the other night? Um, you know, the only, the worst loss I've seen so far, 
was Minnesota, I think, got blown out at home by uh, DePaul in the first night of the Gavit games. But, you know, Ohio State has a talented team. They're just young. It, it'll be competitive. Michigan, you know, it, it's got dudes. J- Jawan Howard's son, Jed, is, was the Big Ten freshman of the week last week. Uh, so, yeah, if you win the Big Ten this year, you're going to earn it. And um, Indiana will be in the mix. You know, could they win it? Sure. Is it safe to say they will win it? Not yet. I don't think it's safe to say anyone will win it. I agree. Uh, anyone. Uh, Stephen Bardo's on tomorrow. And I noticed. <laughs> I know what you're going here. Oh man, did I, I? I saw that, and I as soon as I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" Um, he put out Stephen put out his top five freshmen of the year in the Big Ten. Which, not that any of those guys aren't good players, they are. Uh, but there is no way in hell that one of or both. Malik Renu and Jalen Huchifino is not on that list. No way. First of all, Jalen Huchifino, all you hear is, oh, he's pro-ready. He's the most – he's pro-ready. <laughs> so, bam. That Now, I know that Sky Clark, uh, a former teammate of both of these guys, also on Illinois. So, there's, there's – Yeah, I haven't I, seen – how has he played so far? Has Sky Clark been good? I don't know. You know, I, I pulled up his uh, – he's shooting – 50% the free throw line. He's He is averaging four and a half assists per game. And I think it's like, uh, on, I lost how many points, but like, uh, but not, I don't, it doesn't seem like it's anything sensational. Right. Um, and I haven't, I haven't gone through and done the research, which I'm going to, to look at. Uh, Jet Howard is on there. Bryce Sensabaugh, uh, Braden Smith and Derek Simpson. Braden Smith, great player. I'm going to give you that. There's no way on this planet Earth you can compare <laughs> Braden Smith and Jalen Hood Shafino. The only reason Braden Smith is not wearing an Indiana jersey is because they were recruiting Jalen Hood Shafino. Period. That's it. Um, yeah, I think Stephen had a brain cramp because somebody else tweeted something that said how complimentary he's been of Renew and Hood Shafino in on some other telecasts, and I think he just forgot him. I mean, if not, <laughs> he ha- I, I, there's no way you could leave them both off. At least one of them need to be on there. Yeah, I, I was a, a little shocked by that, but that's that's what creates part of the. the maybe maybe he left Renew off because he didn't think he'd get enough minutes because he is a backup. But there's he's no a, way he's not a, not a starter. But yet yeah, he plays a ton of minutes. Pitches. He does, and he's been effective in in, in those minutes. If you watch him play, there aren't five better freshmen in the Big Ten than either one of those guys. I agree with that. And uh, Malik probably plays more minutes than some starters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miller Cop definitely does not play the most minutes. Um, But it is – Mike Woodson has what he wished he had last year, but he does have the ability to bring in a nine or ten guys that are not going to hurt you. And that could possibly help you. That's that's unusual. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Last year when he substituted and brought in Durr and Finnessy and Lander sometimes and whoever um, Galloway and whoever else was in the second unit, LeBates, big drop-off between the first unit and the second unit. Usually Indiana lost this momentum. This year, 
only been two games, but I mean, it's actually the intensity level seems to have gone up. Those guys seem to play with more energy. Um, you know, will that continue? Uh, there's no way to know that, but uh, it won't be a huge drop off. And they can do some, they change the tempo of the game. I think they play faster. Um, they might defend a little harder and they get up and down the court. So it's a good group. And, you know, he, he does have a knot. And I like what he's doing where, when he makes the substitutions, he he left Hood Shafino in to play with the second unit, and then when Hood Shafino goes out, he goes out for uh, Xavier Johnson. So at all times, you're either playing one of those two point guards, which is a you know last year I thought that that was an issue when they came in. I mean, Finnessy did some good things, but we all remember Finnessy. I thought as his career went on, got so tentative where the pace slowed down, and he was just kind of like so cautiously bringing the ball down the court, and he was. He always played like he was afraid to make a mistake, in my opinion. And uh, you, you can't play that way and be successful. No, and now you've also got Trey Galloway who can come in and play some minutes at that one one spot. And he has improved his shooting. Uh, his shooting. Mr. Yeah. said that a couple of weeks ago. And, man, ever since then I've watched him, he's just been efficient. Yeah, he's fixed his shot mechanics. I never did understand as the son of a coach why he had the shot mechanics he had for so long because he was almost like pushing the ball. And remember last year he got to that point where the only shots he took were kind of like those floaters where he kind of shot those little eight-footers. This year he shot the ball from distance with confidence and he looks like he's been in the lab and rebuilt his whole jump shot and so far so good. And Miller Kopp is also looking very, very uh, confident and not forcing things. Uh, I've said it before in the Moorhead State game, not a shot in the first half. Uh, second half comes out, nails two threes in, in uh, transition, and then has eight points in, in like that following game. they He didn't hit the shot, but they had a shot for him within the first 15 seconds of the game uh, over right. in the corner. They got the ball to him. That has never happened since he's been here. Uh, so... And he's looking for the shot without forcing it. Uh, so it all just looks so much better. You know, he looks like somebody's told him, Miller, you're a three-point shooter. If if you're not going to take threes, you know, then not even say anything about making them. If you're not going to be out there and take threes, there's no reason for you to play. You know, when you get the ball and you're open, shoot the ball. And – that's how it has to be because that's the value he brings. He's a decent defender. He's an okay rebounder at best, but he's not a guy who's going to beat his man off the dribble. He's not some guy who's a phenomenal passer. He is a shooter. And they've got guys now because they are playing the two guards. Uh, and this is the biggest change, I think, from Parker Stewart to Hood Shafino. Uh, they've got guys who can beat their defender, and then when somebody uh, switches off on them, if it's Miller Cop's man, you throw the ball to Miller Cop and he's open and he's going to hit threes. And that's that's a that's one of the biggest improvements I've seen so far this year in Indiana. Well, he looks ready and, and I watch him in warm-ups. He they all of them though, they've all worked they work a little harder to me this year in warm-ups. Mm-hmm. It's like they're really working. They're working on these things. With a purpose. They're working. Yes. I mean, there is a distinct difference to me. I was sitting there, I'm like going, this last year they were just doing warm-ups. Now they're doing drills. Uh, and one of those is getting that shot off much quicker. 
Um, well, they're a more, more mature team. I mean, that's one of the things a more mature team does. It's like you're just not out there before the game or at halftime to sort of jack around or, you know, show off for the crowd or whatever. You're out there working on your skills and getting ready for game situations. And that comes with maturity. And I agree with you. The one game I was at, uh, I also saw that where they, they were, they looked more locked in before the game on like, let's, let's prepare for game situations. Well, I'll take you to, let's, we got to take one quick break. We've only got okay. about five minutes left anyway, but uh, we'll go to break. Listening to Miller Cop, if you can, on okay. why his three-point shot is better. I think I asked him this. I think this was after the last game, maybe. Um, you know, I, I think for me this summer was a big focus. Um, you know, I, I obviously, you know, you always want to shoot better. You can always dribble better. You can always just be better. So, you know, going to the offseason was big for me, just focusing on, um, you know, getting reps and, uh, you know, mentally – being, uh, you know, you know, you know, cognitive of, of, you know, how big mentally, you know, shooting is and shooting is mentally, I guess. So, uh, you know, I, I did a, did a lot of work on, on my golf swing this summer and, uh, you know, tried to get outside and get tan a lot. So, you know, mentally, I think that helped. And, um, you know, I think if you look at the best, you know, basketball players, they all, you know, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, you know, they all are great golfers too. So um, I think that helped. <laughs> I thought Galloway was going to lose it there for a second. Uh, uh, as soon as he said that golf swing, I was like, <laughs> yeah, he really, I mean, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. I think I, I yeah, that was, I asked him that and I, that seemed to, I don't think Mike Woodson's heard that yet, and I'm going to make sure he hears that. It's just Might hilarious. Be the first college basketball player I've ever heard use the word cognitive in a post game press conference. And, <laughs> and and golf swing and tan to improve your swing or improve your shot. Yep, we'll see. He's he looks. I also think he looks like he's in better shape. It looks like his body fat is down. His face looks thinner and a little leaner. He might be a little quicker. Just a hair, not you know. And that's not his game, but he looks. That all blends into the confidence. If you know you're in better shape and you know you've put the work in, you have more reason to be confident. What's up next for you, Rick? Uh, this weekend, Louisville-NC State football. After covering Louisville's record-setting performance last night where they've become the first team since records were kept to lose the first three games of the season, each by one point. Uh <laughs> Now, for is it, that's a record for Louisville or an NCAA? Well, that's a record for all of college basketball since 1980. No team has lost its first three games by one point each. That is incredible. And if you count the last game of last year, they've lost four straight games by one point. Holy um, crap. Yeah, you'll never see that Here's again. And <laughs> Siri, was just, Siri was just researching it on my watch. Yeah, I mean – they lost on a buzzer beater that went in Saturday to Wright State, and they lost on a buzzer beater last night that was waved off by L. Ellis. So, and now they play Arkansas and Maui, and then they play either Creighton or Texas Tech. They're probably going to come home with three losses from Maui, and they play Maryland in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. So, you know, they could be, they could start out 0 10. It, it wouldn't be. It's not out. It's not being a uh, what's the right word clickbait or whatever to say Louisville could start 0-10 this season. This is – so this is – and I've said this, I think, yesterday. 
this looks like it's heading to be one uh, the the Tom Crean six and twenty five season at Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing that's in their favor um, is the bottom of the ACC has been pretty bad so far. Florida State's lost three games. Syracuse lost at home to Colgate last night. Pittsburgh's not very good. Georgia Tech's not very good. There are some winnable games, but. You know, Louisville's at that point now where you get beat like this and, you know, that you got to hold the team together and not lose confidence, not lose hope because it's not like it's they've barely. lost. It's not like they've lost on the road to Xavier. They've lost home games to uh, Bellarmine, Wright State, and App State. So not good. Well, buddy, we appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Uh, I might be there for the Purdue game. I haven't decided yet. If not, I'll definitely see you for the North Carolina game. Sounds great, buddy. Rick Bozich, Hall of Famer from WDRB.com. Make sure you give him a follow and uh, follow his content. Uh, Appreciate it, everybody. John, what what do you want me to do here? In the show. (laughs) All right. We went so long, but it was such an incredible show, man. Uh, Bob Kravitz on the program today from The Athletic. Dusty May. Uh, head coach at Florida Atlantic. Make sure you uh, give give Dusty a follow and, and follow the FAU Owls. Um, it's not competition to uh, any, anyone you like, so uh, give him a follow. Kyle Nenrip from the Indy Star, and of course the Hall of Famer Rick Bozich from WDRB, WDRB.com. And I really, every time I announce him, should you know he was. 17 years as a sports director at the Courier Journal, uh, ESPN. He is world-renowned. Uh, big thanks to everybody, John, the producer as well, for keeping us on the tracks. Most importantly, thanks to you guys. Without you, we've got no reason to be here. We're back tomorrow to do it again uh, with another fun show because on the program already, Cabro and Stephen Bardo. We're going to talk about this top 10 freshman. Matt Taylor and Kristen Ari as well. Until tomorrow, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.